The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling with your hosts, Brian Kilby and J.T. Hogg. This is Take 4 Wrestling, episode 20. I am Brian Kilby, and with me this week I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the icon. Remember when everybody's calling themselves an icon? J.T. Hogg. There are very few real icons. This is true. I'm a real one. You are. How's everybody doing today? How was your Christmas? Uh, not bad. How was yours? It was pretty good. A lot of fun. Uh, got to watch the the little uh, niece open up a bunch of presents, and that was that was worth it. That's awesome. Uh, I honestly I didn't want to get out of the house, but we went to go see Sing, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, is that the movie with the singing pigs? Yes, it is. Okay, and a gorilla, I think. Uh, lots of animals, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So let's see here. Uh, on the show this week, uh, we are talking about WWF old school from 11, 10, 1985. Um, you'll notice a theme once we get there. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about our gimmick of the week this week, which is who's your gimmick? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? The gimmick of the week this week is, uh, another person that's close to my heart is, uh, Hillbilly Jim. Oh my God. The Hillbillies. He. I, uh, he's, uh, actually a guy I got to tag with, I got to tag with Hillbilly Jim and, um, he, he's a big man. He's big. The, the opening bout of this, uh, the show that we talk about, it's basically four giants and he is one of them. Yes. Yeah. He was, uh, he's, he's about the smallest looking one too. He was a six foot seven and, uh, he just, uh, didn't, you, you can't see how big he is. Like you can't understand how big he is until you actually see him in person. Uh, when I tagged with him, um, we were outside before the match and he started stretching. He put his leg on top of a minivan to stretch. Huh. And, uh, so he's pretty impressive sight. He, uh, his real name is Jim Morris and, um, he started wrestling around 1975. And, uh, one of his first gimmicks was Harley Davidson. It was a biker gimmick. Uh, he, he ended up, he was trained by, uh, cowboy Bob Orton. Really? And, uh, I, I, I would consider them contemporary. Uh, is cowboy Bob Orton that much older? Well, I think it might actually be Bob Orton senior. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you always kind of, you forget about Bob Orton senior. Yeah. He's, uh, kind of the, one of the lost Ortons. Also Barry O. Do you remember Barry O? I do not. Speaking of, that was, uh, Bob Orton's junior or Bob Orton senior's son and Bob Orton Jr.'s brother. Okay. He was a uh, journeyman in the WWE or WWF at the time. But uh, anyway, back to uh, Hillbilly Jim. In uh, 1984, he um, started wrestling as a Big Jim. Well, actually, he wasn't wrestling. He was sitting in the crowd and people called him Big Jim and he was in the crowd and all the live events. And um, he eventually appeared on a, a get, as a guest on Piper's Pit with Rowdy Piper. Uh-huh. And um, then uh, Hulk Hogan started training him, gave him like his first pair of boots and started training him as a wrestler. And uh, so Hillbilly Jim was coming in as a star, of course, being with Hulk Hogan. And uh, basically his gimmick was a hillbilly. Yeah. Simple minded, shaggy bearded Appalachian man and bib overhauls. Kind of like a certain other person I might know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was from Mudlick, Kentucky. And uh, he was uh, kind of sidelined with some injuries kind of early on in his career. I think that kind of um, pushed him out of the way of being one of the more top guys. But um, he got to feud with a lot of the 
a lot of the big guys like Rowdy Piper and um, like Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine. And um, he actually had a whole family, if you got, if you remember. He had Uncle Elmer, Cousin Luke, and uh, Cousin Junior, which Cousin Junior is also on the show we're getting ready to talk about. And he he's sure another is. one of my tag partners. Really? I got to tag with Cousin Junior quite a bit, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, actually, Uncle Elmer... I don't, I can't confirm the story or not, but, um, my uncle Jr. he always said that he was up for the rule of uncle Elmer and, um, but he didn't want to work for Vince McMahon cause he didn't like him. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned so, that before, but, um, yeah, he, he's of course teamed with guys like Andre, the giant. He was, uh, as we'll see here, he was in the WrestleMania two open invitational battle Royal. And he was in a WrestleMania three match with King Kong Bundy and um, some midget wrestlers. But uh, he started really doing, uh, around 89, started doing commentary for for the WWF. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of became a, a goodwill ambassador, like 89 through 90s. Yeah, he really uh, did, yeah. His uh, career was kind of end- ended on a Saturday night's main event when he lost to Earthquake, when they were really pushing Earthquake as a monster and just killing people. So they actually, uh, in storyline took him out and basically um had earthquake basically crush him yeah yeah uh earthquake just squashed him in under two minutes oh that's unfortunate uh, that's a pretty big deal because hillbilly jim was a big dude uh yes he Uh, was he kind of made a little bit of a resurgence in uh 1995 when he started becoming the manager of uh henry and phineas godwin Mm -hmm. and he uh does a lot of uh right now um he does just does a lot of work for wwf still wwe Mm -hmm. he does like a lot of the wrestlemania access tours and um he was also uh the representative for coliseum video in um before they they uh, went down okay uh currently he um i think he still does this he does the satellite radio uh hillbilly's uh hillbilly jim's moonshine matinee (laughs) he does a lot of country music um, cause he actually has a really good voice. Uh, he sung the hillbillies theme in WWF. And if you remember on the, was it, uh, the pile drive album, he wrestled, uh, or he sang with Gertrude, that one love song. I don't about remember that. on the road. Don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to send you a link to that and listen, but, uh, that's something for our listeners, listeners to look up. Um, yeah, hillbilly Jim, uh, he was, of course, not the first hillbilly, but he's one of the more prolific, prolific, prolific. Uh, yep, uh, hillbillies. I think uh, he's the most, one of the most well known. Um, of course, you had guys like Haystacks Calhoun. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, those guys were before him, but he was one of the big popular hillbillies, and I think he played the hillbilly gimmick um, a lot more like I do, where it's not really uh, I. I think a lot of people's problems is when they put on a pair of bib overhauls, they think that's it and they want to act stupid and dumb, but he more embraced it and was more proud of it. And, uh, because you don't want to insult your audience No. and there's a lot of hillbilly fans in wrestling, mm-hmm. especially down in West Virginia and Southern Ohio and stuff like that. Thankfully, let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> do you have hillbillies down in North Carolina? Uh, we do. I might happen oh. to be one. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Happy day. Happy day. But, that- uh, yeah, he's done a lot. He's uh he's he still does a lot. He's still he's on the Legends contract. He was on the WWF Legends house and everything and uh he makes a makes a pretty good living. And um I was he was in that gimmick battle royal 
at WrestleMania. Was that WrestleMania 19? I don't remember. I remember. The, I remember. I remember the, the Battle Royal, but I don't remember which <laughs> WrestleMania it was. I think it was around 19 or 20. But uh, and uh, he's a big inspiration on me, and uh, it was an honor to team with him in one of his last matches. Actually, I think he did uh, the match with me and Cousin Junior, and then he did the gimmick Battle Royal. And I don't believe he's wrestled since. So that's a little footnote in my history. Good. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's a heck of a lot of hillbillies in this show. So uh, not, 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 not take for wrestling, but I guess there is. But I was thinking in terms <laughs> yeah. of uh, this WWF old school event. Um, let's, actually, let's go ahead and talk about it. So the first match was King Kong Bundy and Big, Big John Studd versus Hillbilly Jim and Andre the Giant. And when you have guys in the ring this large, you kind of lose scale for how big these guys are. Until the ref, the ref walks in front of them, and then it's like, oh, my God, these are giants. Yeah, you realize how big they actually are because there was a lot of beef in that ring. A lot. Because Big John Stud, he is huge. He is huge. Freaking huge. Um, but with that being said, again, also given the period of time we're talking about, not the most exciting match, but it could have been a lot worse, I think, than what it was. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they didn't move real fast. Nope. Um, Andre was kind of on the down. Andre looked rough. And this was before his heel run. Yeah, he so, looked so bad. I think it, actually, I think it was I, the tights. Yeah, that uh, he definitely did himself some favors when he started wearing like the strap tights and wearing black. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he, he, uh, he was wearing trunks in this, wasn't he? Yep. Oh yeah, when he went to the singlet uh, with the strap. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was much his, better. That was his bad guy strap. He could choke people with it. Mm-hmm. Even though he had hands the size of uh, hams. Didn't need him. <laughs> yeah, actually, I just watched his last match on YouTube just probably a couple hours ago. Really? It was in Japan. He was tagging with uh, Giant Baba and a few other guys, and he had to be held up in the ring, and it was it was sad to watch him. Uh, what I was watching on YouTube recently is also sad. I was watching Juventud Guerrera do commentary on Monday Nitro. Oh, wow. It's pretty sad, too. <laughs> was that when he was doing the Hoovy Hoos? Uh that was when uh that that was when uh Vince Russo was booking. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a that was a bad time. Sure was. <laughs> sure was. But um yeah, just the the beef in this match and um it was it was fairly slow paced, but the the crowd really enjoyed it. And uh it was not one of the more better formatted formatted tag matches I've ever seen. Um but the crowd ate. I think the crowd just ate it up because it was such a spectacle. I mean, when you got when Hillbilly Jim and King Kong Bundy are the two smaller guys in the ring, uh, that's yeah, saying something. That is absolutely saying something. Um, man, I don't really have a lot to say other than I wanted to talk about the finish. Well, uh, if you notice, like uh, Andre was the master of tying his arms up in the ropes too. Yeah, he I almost mean, did he, that about every he, match. He had to be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, otherwise, I mean, he's going, obviously he's going to kill whoever he's fighting, unless you're Hulk, <laughs> unless you're Hulk Hogan. Well, some of those shots he gave Big John Studd, man, <laughs> that'd knock a normal man in the next week. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've done that tying the, uh, arms and the ropes before. Um, I, I added that to my repertoire, Good. but, uh, I always, uh, pinched the inside of my arms when I did it and it hurt. Uh, so, just a little fleshy fat part. So, uh, are the ropes that you use actually rope or are they uh, like steel? Uh, they're steel cables covered in the, uh, like tape type stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that I've ever actually wrestled in an actual rope ring. It doesn't 
the WWF use rope or WWE? Don't they actually use rope? Yeah. Yeah, they use rope. Um, I know WCW used cable. Yeah. Because I did, I did train in a WCW ring. But um, yeah, I've never, never been in a WWF ring. Shane Douglas said if uh, I hit the ropes, they just keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the finish of this was kind of interesting. Um, I love the table they used. Yeah. It was so, just a- <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Andre, poor Andre took the table to the back of the head. And yeah. then he then he, he he laid there on the ground for like fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, they came back from commercial break and they were still he was still down. I mean, I mean that's that's that it's selling. It's absolutely selling. But something like that now would not work. Oh no, yeah, I was watching that, thinking that like, man, he's he's still down. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty he- heavy table they hit him with. Yeah, but. Uh... That wasn't a, didn't look like a gimmick table to me. That looked like a like a solid oak table or something. Yeah, and I was pretty impressed with Big John Studd just picking it up and whacking him in the head with it because it didn't look like it was light either. How tall are you? Uh, about six two. About six two. Okay, my friend Dusty. He is six five. He weighs a good deal less than you do, but he's about oh, six wow. five. He but he's a beast of a man. Like I could probably see him maybe doing it, but Big John Studd's got what four inches on him. Yeah, I can't imagine how powerful somebody that's like six nine would have to be built like that. Because Dusty is basically a normal person scaled up, <laughs> and so is Big John Stud. Yeah, Big John Stud was in phenomenal shape. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I always used his LJN figures, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, though, when I was a kid. I could see it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they definitely sold Stud and Bundy as absolute beasts in this match, and uh, with Bobby the Brain Heenan, of course out there um this was after wrestlemania so this was after the body slam challenge match yeah uh big john uh pardon me um bobby didn't get a lot of play in the match uh not not to the level that he deserves uh and also um i'm not the biggest fan of king kong bundy um not the biggest fan he i mean i don't i don't dislike him but i've just never been a fan of his work and this didn't change my opinion <laughs> Yeah, definitely the the stars of uh, Big John Stud was the star of this match. Oh, yeah. just being such a just he's impressive. Yeah, it's uh, sad to see him go. Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, can we talk about the next match because I think this is up your alley. Oh yes. Okay, my so, uh, my tag partner, cousin Junior. I, I I watched this and I was just dumbstruck. It was this is this is in, where is this Boston? Is that where this took place? Uh, no, it was in Canada. Oh, oh, Maple Leaf, yeah, Canada. Yeah, okay. Maple, yeah. Okay, it was a hillbilly versus hillbilly match, and in the prior <laughs> tag match, we had basically the king hillbilly. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just don't get it. Well, the Moon Dog's not a hillbilly; he's a Moon Dog. Uh, he looked like a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, it was the. They both had pretty uh, scruffy beards. That's what my uncle looked a lot like the Moon a uh, Moon Dog. Um, actually, cousin Junior, he was a Moon Dog in USWA. Uh, he dyed his hair like uh, that white blonde mm-hmm. and dyed his beard. But um, yeah, Cousin Junior, he's uh, he was a great guy. Unfortunately, he passed away. I didn't know that. Uh, a while back. Um, he had heart complications. He he liked to uh, partake in some stuff from time to time. Gotcha. And, uh, but he was 
when he uh when he died he was uh like getting back with his daughter and everything it was Tragic. it was great like yeah but i think he got to make everything right which was really good um because last time i talked to him he was really happy and just talking about how good his life was going and everything um so it was it was pretty sad when he died he died about uh probably about a year after my uncle oh okay and um but he was he was a great guy i loved t- tagging with him and uh watching him in his prime he was it was pretty fun um i mean it wasn't wasn't the greatest match no in the world <laughs> but uh it, it had some nice nice spots in it um the ref uh, i'm pretty sure that ref was the guy from beyond the mat I that was jumping I on the trampoline i didn't catch it <laughs> but um i think uh jesse and gorilla were really good in this match on commentary uh jesse and gorilla were a pretty good team together yeah absolutely um, um and they're I, almost as good as bobby and gorilla yeah they're not quite not quite there but uh i i did love was it during this match or the next match when um gorilla was talking about wrestling a bear yeah that, i think that was this match <laughs> it was either that or the dino bravo match he was gorilla's like i'm sure you've wrestled a bear jesse and jesse's like no nope. i've never wrestled a bear <laughs> the bear always wins the bear always wins <laughs> well actually uh tracy smothers pinned a bear really yeah he uh wrestled um i think it was was it sugar the bear um he was one of the more famous bears have you wrestled a bear unfortunately not that was that's kind of frowned upon now (laughs) but my uncle did um and uh, a lot of people in the uh because there was i'm I'm thinking it was sugar the bear was like one of the famous wrestling bears that was around this area and um she was a good-sized bear um i've had a bear come out ringside with me before really yeah we uh i was in a tag team with a guy called the Beastmaster, and uh he had a pretty good sized bear named uh boo boo and uh he would come out to the ring with us he'd always bring the bear and like other animals with him like raccoons and stuff and uh i remember one time right before we went out he just handed me two ferrets what <laughs> and i'm just sitting there holding the ferrets like what do you, what do you want me to do with these <laughs> And as soon as I came out, I held him up and then I gave him away to the handler. But, uh, yeah, he was always coming out with different animals, but, um, yeah, the wrestling bear, uh, that's a, something you should watch on YouTube, uh, with Tracy Smothers and the bear. Cause Tracy actually gets in there and wrestles with the bear and rolls him over and pins him. It was one of the only times in wrestling history that the bear lost. Question. So. Do you know Sid? Psycho said. Yeah. Uh, does he, does he really have like a squirrel, pet squirrel? Oh, you know what? I haven't heard that. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. Okay. I would like a pet squirrel. Sid doesn't wrestle anymore though, does he? Or does he? Uh, yeah, actually we were, uh, talking about bringing him in here pretty shortly. I think, I think that's one of the names we were kicking around. Um, he was, uh, cause he took a while off of that ankle injury, of oh, course. Uh, yeah. I would, I mean, I figured his career was over. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's, he still does a few things. I don't think he does as much as he used to, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was on the short list of names we were kicking around, bringing in. So if, uh, if I run back into him, I'll ask him. Yeah, that'd be great. It's a squirrel. I just wonder, wonder how you get a squirrel. I would just assume that you would catch it in your, in your yard. I've tried to catch the squirrels in my yard before, but they never come to me. You're I feed, not, you're I feed not, them nuts. You're not Sid. <laughs> That's true. Squirrels are like, Hey, isn't that Sid vicious? <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else about this match it's it sure is a match uh i like the finish i thought the finish was kind of cool i don't even remember the finish and i watched it, it this was, afternoon 
it was a uh it was a body like uh moon dog went for uh almost like i think he was going for a backbreaker and then cousin junior just uh pulled moon dog's head in and they like cradled him up mm-hmm. out of the air so uh yeah it was a nice little finish i was actually surprised to see uh cousin junior win um because hillbillies didn't win a lot of matches no in wwf they usually were because they they really didn't have to win i mean they were popular regardless so a lot of times they just used them to get people over yeah but when you have hillbillies versus hillbillies a hillbilly has to win <laughs> if there's a winner well that's true uh next match i don't remember it was dino bravo and somebody else uh nikolai volkov nikolai volkov okay so this was so and nikolai's still wrestling obviously dino bravo was not wrestling um yes. but uh unfortunately stories about so i, I it's one of those things, Dino, uh, rumor has it, strongly rumored that uh, organized crime was his undoing. So, Yeah, I guess the uh, mob is really bad in Canada. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think that Canada would have, uh, it doesn't seem like they'd be a place to have the mob. The mob, like uh, organized crime is everywhere. Well, it just seems like Canada is just like nothing ever goes on up there. They're too polite. They're too polite, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I always liked Dino Bravo. Uh, I, I Not one of my favorite heels. But I was just always impressed by his physical strength, I guess, or at least how they his purported physical strength. Because I mean, that, apparently the guy bench pressed over five hundred pounds. Oh yeah, he was a he was a little powder keg. I mean, he wasn't a very big guy, but muscle wise, he was pretty big. And you said that uh, Nikolai Volkov is still wrestling, right? Yeah, Nikolai still. Uh, I was just on a show with him not too long ago, about six or seven months ago, and he's in great shape. Um, that, that's amazing. How old is he now? Oh, he's got to be 60s. 60, late 60s, I think. That's amazing. Yeah, he uh, he's a cool guy, too. He's fun to talk to. He was uh, giving me tips on losing weight and stuff. I probably should have took him. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he told me, he's like, you don't see a lot of big guys like you live in an old age. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> well, this match was uh, for the Canadian Heavyweight Championship. So I thought that was kind of cool that a different title was being defended. Um, Dino Bravo, I he wasn't a, I don't think he was in WWF at this time. Was he not? Yeah, I think this was a little before he actually like became an official WWF guy. So this was just a like a one shot deal. Yeah, I think uh, I think they did used to do that a lot where they'd have like um, local stars from the promotion come in. Makes sense. And um, yeah, I mean that's. A good what other way to get your uh, champion over than have them face a WWF superstar for the title where they're at. Um, and uh, Dino Bravo had his brown hair because, of course, he had blonde, blonde hair in hair, WWF. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I noticed that the fans were very reserved, it seemed like. Like they cheered, but a lot of times they just sat there and watched. It's Canada. And but, it was, <laughs> they're th- very. Th- think of a slightly more unruly Japan. <laughs> They're like, that was a nice movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's different now, but of course, this was back in the 80s, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the fans have changed a lot, which is, I think, I don't know if that's for the best, actually. But because uh, um, it seemed like the fans, of course, they uh, I think they're a lot more forgiving back then because um, watching all these old shows, I don't think I've heard a single UF'd up chant. Uh, so. Yeah, different time. <laughs> but um, also the, the faces aren't. I noticed how the faces aren't very aggressive either watching a lot of these old matches. Like uh they would just stand, they'd knock the knock the uh heel down a little bit and heel roll in the corner and be like, No, 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 and then the the faces would just stand there with their fist up, like, Come on, get up, get up. And uh you don't see a lot of that nowadays either. 
uh, it's a lot more fast paced. That's true. Um, what was the, I don't even remember what the, what was the finish of this match? Uh, Nikolai Volkov did a, like a, a pretty cool, uh, Dino Bravo's on the ground. He did like a, uh, gut wrench roll into a cradle, almost like a, uh, German suplex position. Mm-hmm. And, um, Dino Bravo put his shoulders up on at two. And of course, Nikolai's were still down. So, uh, Nikolai got pinned. Yeah. Okay. That uh, I was, I was, uh, in the middle of multitasking at this point, which I'm sometimes bad to do. And, uh, the, I got a little confused as to what actually happened, but that makes sense now. Yeah. I think it was, uh, just the both of a way where they could both save face. Oh yeah. Um, he'll, uh, I don't think, uh, Nikolai Volkov was quite the heel that he was in the previous years mm-hmm. at this point, but I think he was still a pretty solid name mm-hmm. in the business and, uh, still, still a threat. Um, I think this was actually before he started teaming up with, uh, Nikolai Vo- or Iron Cheek. Because I don't think they started teaming up till WrestleMania three. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, I thought it was a pretty decent match. Um, I definitely like this. I, I like this style of wrestling more. I got to be honest. Um, I think uh, some people find it boring. I, if this were the same time and it were Jim Crockett Promotions instead of the WWF, I would enjoy it way more. <laughs> it's just well, there definitely was a difference. Yeah, it's just the style of wrestling is much much different and i vastly prefer the jcp approach or the style uh to wwf style now later on once it became more of a cartoon when i was uh you know a kid and really into it yeah i i i I preferred the uh wwf but now as an adult definitely i can i can watch the heck out of some uh jim crockett stuff mid-atlantic stuff but i can't do I really, I have a hard time doing this. It is interesting. The uh, differences between the two. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, one is a more aggressive, um, competitive style and the other is slow and plotting and designed to, uh, basically, um, show off guys who are over muscled or overgrown. Yeah, more of like an attraction. It is more of an attraction, and where Jim Crockett is more of a sport. I think they both have their difference, um, their positives and their negatives, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the WWF stuff is terrible. Sometimes it's quite enjoyable. And later on, I mean, same similar style of wrestling uh, with a different kind of angle, like we talked about last week. With just four years later, with uh, Saturday Night's main event, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Yeah, I think they definitely stepped up the game there. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the show that we want to talk about? Uh, it was, it was a good show. Um, kind of short. It was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. I, yeah, I, I went in like, oh man, I, I hope I have enough time to watch this. And it was like 50, <laughs> 50 minutes long. I'm like, yeah, I was, uh, I'd have to say probably my favorite match. Um, oh, I don't know. They all, they all weren't horrible. Uh, I wouldn't say any of them were like five star matches. Um, probably, I don't know. Probably just the Andre Hillbilly match. I like the tag match. Yeah. Um, I, I think it told a good story and, uh, it's just always, um, I think big, big John stud was a guy that was kind of out by the time I really started remember wrestling. And, uh, so I didn't get to watch him wrestle a lot as a, as a child, but, um, I liked, I always liked him. Yeah. He, he was one of my favorite, uh, LJN figures. And of course he was hacksaw, but, um, <laughs> 
he was, uh, I remember he made that return back around 89 or so, and he, he was the uh, first winner of the pay-per-view Royal Rumbles. Uh, he was, yeah, with Hogan being the one that was on uh, USA, right? No, it was Hacksaw on, on the one on USA. Hacksaw? Uh-huh, Hacksaw on the first Royal Rumble, and I think that was 87. Oh, man, I thought Hogan, did Hogan win the next, did Hogan win the next one then? No, it was uh, Hacksaw, Big John Studd, and then Hogan, I think. Okay. If I'm remembering right. Okay. And that was before it was for the uh, title shot and everything. Yeah. The Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see here. So uh, next week, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw from January 31st, 2000. Reason being, I was talking about um, the book, uh, The Death of WCW last week, and I was actually listening to it, uh, an excerpt of it today, to try to get <clears throat> inspired for uh, a uh, show to talk about, and uh, it was, I, I was re-listening to the part about um, <clears throat> Chris Benoit. Uh, and Saturn and those guys getting their release from WCW. And this is the Monday Night Raw where the Radicals uh, made their debut. So, um, Actually, I have some uh, inside information about that. Really? Tell, do tell. Uh, well, uh, maybe we'll save it for next week's show. Okay. Well, don't forget. We'll have to come back. Don't forget. Well, I, I heard it from Shane Douglas. Okay. So uh, I'll definitely remember that when we're talking about Shane, that. Shane, That's our... Shane Douglas asked for his, asked for his release, then backed off because he <laughs> he knew he wasn't going to get a job. Yeah, yeah, he had a he had some pretty interesting perspectives on that um, that whole thing. So definitely listen next week because you're going to get some inside exclusive information. If you like the show, you should go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Google Play or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Um, with this week's episode, we have uh, some new links up on the posting uh, that makes it easier for you to subscribe. So you can subscribe on your Android phone, you can subscribe on iTunes, you can subscribe wherever, or you can subscribe using the good old-fashioned RSS feed. But also, if you like the show, why don't you do some shopping from Amazon.com through our website. Just go to tfradio.net slash Amazon, and Amazon sends back a little bit to help pay you for the show. We would appreciate yeah, you got it. A, you got a nice uh, sh- Shockmaster figure on I, um, Amazon, didn't you? I did. I did get a nice uh, Shockmaster figure. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's now the prize in my collection, honestly. <laughs> he actually he uh, accepted my friend request on uh, Facebook. Oh, really? So I, do you I have, am now friends with Shockmaster. Do you know him, or did he, or you have friends of friends? You're friends of friends, and he accepted for that reason. Uh, probably, yeah, because I'm like friends with like Bobby Fulton and Tracy Smothers, and uh, a lot of mutual friends. So he's probably thinking this guy's probably all right. Awesome. So that's I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna message him and see what he ta- see if he'll talk to me. That's okay. That's cool. Yeah, awesome, sweet. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you can get action figures, you can get toilet paper, you can get whatever. It's like I tell people, it's basically the same kind of stuff you can get at Walmart, but you don't have to fight the crowds. I got my nice new headset from Amazon. You sure did. Thanks to the RFC listeners. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's how we pay for all the equipment, all the hosting fees um, and everything. We almost broke even this year. Uh, Not quite. So maybe next year you can help us out. We can actually break even. Considering that I've been paying for everything out of pocket, you know, for (laughs) for, uh, gosh, 20 years. Uh, coming close to breaking even is pretty nice. That yeah, probably is kind of a relief, isn't it? It is. It's very helpful. Makes Kim happy. Makes Kim happy. You know, like if and as we do more, uh, stuff costs. Stuff costs more. So there's always always a new bill coming in the mail. So uh, tfradio.net/slash Amazon that will help us out. Well, uh, JT, do you have any uh, parting thoughts? Uh, well, you can uh, get a hold of me on tf radio. 
radio.net slash H-O-G-G. You got it. And you can also uh, message me um, on Twitter at J-T underscore H-O-G-G. And uh, just give us some suggestions. Uh, we have a suggestion in the can from one of our listeners that we'll probably be doing here pretty shortly. Oh, yeah. Another uh, WWF show, was it? Or what show was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was uh, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Okay, definitely need to check that out. Yeah. We'll, but, do, we'll um, do that week after next. Yeah, we don't want to do too many old school shows in the same time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just uh, keep uh, message us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Don't be afraid to talk to us. I will talk to the to the little people. Everybody's everybody's little compared to you. <laughs> well, that's true. And uh, diecast is his days are coming. They're getting closer. Uh, they sure are. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bkilby, and you can find all of our shows on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash TF Radio or on Twitter at TF Radio or at our website at tfradio.net. Okay, JT, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for being here, JT. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>